Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald, and this is season two, episode 22. And guess what we have today there, Mrs. Dawn? I know. Yeah, we know her by two letters. <laughs> Peaches. <laughs> I guess you gave yourself away. <laughs> I call her PJ. <laughs> But, we, but before we before we get back because she bursted out of the scenes, so right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna back up to the world's greatest co-host, and that's <laughs> hi Joe. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome back Thank as you. always. <laughs> and now back to Z speaker. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Pastor Jen. <laughs> oh, thank you for having. Me. I just laugh because. I love my nickname. I just sound like pajamas. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And every now and then, put a B in it, you got a peanut butter and jelly. I know you made a ton of those. <laughs> you know, this is this is all family related. This is family related. Remember that. Uh, well, it's always good to have you on. I know that your time is pressing, and we want to thank all our podcast listeners. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns you may have, please uh, give it to us at 954-388-8780. And of course, that's via WhatsApp. So before we get started, as always, a word of prayer. Father God, we want to thank you once again for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for your grace and mercy that we so rightfully don't, do not deserve. But Lord, we want to thank you for the fact that you give us hope and life, abundance. Lord, that we will receive this in our goal toward heaven. Continue to bless this podcast, bless our speaker, bless all the people that make everything possible. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All righty. All righty. Pastor Jen. Hello. It's good to hey. be here with you all. All right. Good. Well, now to the point, embracing yes. peace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you ever now, get so, Pastor Jen, you have all those p- little people in your house. Yeah. That, 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 that's why I was saying in, in the very beginning of my sermon, I said, when do we get peace? How, how many of you get peace? And what's it, in what different ways do you get peace? Because my peace, I just have so much noise <laughs> <laughs> in my house. Yep. Frequency. <laughs> Do I get peace? I get peace when everybody is in bed. That's why I thought you would have peace now because everybody should still be sleeping in. Uh, they all wake up by six. Oh no! Every wow. Day, okay, wow. every day. Wow. Don't erase all that what That's we said earlier. Everybody, even the college one. Okay, no, the college one. Okay. stays stays there lying for <laughs> lying down for maybe till like noon one o'clock but but the little ones are just up and making up each other That's up and nice. at them up and at them i know that much wow i but i i was i would think you get more peace when everything is pretty much solved for the day solved I'm just for thinking, the day um, like it's yeah, kind of peaceful, kind of. It kind of is, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right. Do well, you, do you ever get to wake up earlier than all of them? Well, see, sometimes because my <laughs> my peace happens when they're asleep. So lately because of Zoom and school on Zoom and everything, yeah, um, yeah. they haven't been going to sleep. So, so here's the kicker. 
they can go mm-hmm. to sleep at 11 or 12 but they'll still wake up at six wow so Man. then so then my piece comes after they're you know asleep so sometimes i will be up sometimes not all the time sometimes mm-hmm. i'll be up till four or five just getting stuff done papers sermons anything and that's when i'm up before them quote unquote okay. but i've never gone down oh, wow. <laughs> wow wow no no sleepwalking uh, no. no 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 just just Thank double checking <laughs> just double checking okay <laughs> all right um you on your sermon you talked in john 14 27 yes. uh this is where jesus is at the last supper Mm-hmm. And he's telling the disciples about his impending death, and uh, and of course, it's troubling the disciples. Yes. So go take it from there. He's well. Th- this is a whole long. Um, this is an entirely long conversation. And I just realized how long the conversation was. As you go across the Gospels, there's different parts of the conversation mm-hmm. going, right? So he he's just telling them of everything that's happening. And then um, he says, you know, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and don't let it be afraid. And I right. stuck mm-hmm. on to the afraid because why would they be afraid Mm. of course they don't even though he's telling them of Mm -hmm. his impending death they're not seeing it as happening right then yeah they're thinking Mm -hmm. of seeing it in the future though did they know that it was going to happen you know start happening in a few hours time Yeah. yeah and so you know he's telling them but but he's spoken of he's spoken of this for a while and, and no one gets it not even not even those who are sitting with him like the crowd who comes right they, they, they don't understand when he's mm-hmm. sitting, sitting them down and so um in this conversation he he gives that first piece i leave with you mm-hmm. and then the, the the second piece he gives um a few chapters down where he then says you know the hour is coming i'm going to be left alone and this he, he's pointing to Gethsemane. They don't know mm-hmm, what's going to mm-hmm. happen in his arrest. Right. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and he even says, you will be scattered and you and I'll be left alone. But I'm not really alone because my father is with, with me. me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's he, he ends it with these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So they're not thinking. He's already knowing that he will overcome the cross. Mm-hmm. They are not. They're, they're not piecing it all together in that form. So mm-hmm. when they come, um, when he goes through his you know, crucifixion and he dies and so forth. And the last thing that he says on the cross is it is finished and when you think about that those final words and you think about back to genesis 2 where Mm. it says what's gonna happen you know he's already in in genesis it's it's already for when when the serpent is talking about even and all that Mm -hmm. um it already says that 
there's going to be one who's going to come and crush his heel, but then yeah, one who's going to crush mm-hmm. his head. Mm-hmm. And so he refers all the way back to Genesis and he says on the cross, it is finished. I have done it. What mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I have conquered. I have conquered the one who has who have conquered Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's saying that, but I love how what he says with it is finished being that those are his last words. And then we come to, you know, and you all know the story, you know, the Mary Magdalene and the women, they all go mm-hmm. to embalm him and they don't find him. Mm-hmm. And even the disciples, they're just, they're just astonished. You know, where's our savior? Someone stole him with it. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know all these things are going through their heads. Mary can't figure out who this, when she's kind of finally left alone, who this gardener is. And then she recognizes that it's, Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. by his voice, mm-hmm. you know, because she can't recognize his face mm-hmm. but by his voice. And finally, she turns around, sees him. Um, and he tells her, he gives her that, that she becomes technically the first evangelist. He's basically like, go tell mm-hmm. everybody yeah. what you've seen right now that I have risen. And she goes and tells them. So you would think, you would think that, so as I pointed out in the sermon across the gospels, there was the walk on the road to Emos where they encountered the stranger. And then the the two disciples encountered the stranger and they began to think like, oh, that our hearts were burning. Yeah. We know this, we know Mm -hmm. this man. And, and then, and then they, they go and tell the other disciples, you would think that by all these accounts that are now coming in from their friends, the remaining disciples will believe what has just happened. Right. But of not course, case. no, not the case. Yeah. You, know, you, you find them in a room and locked doors and, yep. and that's where. Rightfully so. Rightfully yes. so. <laughs> rightfully so they're they're running for their lives you know yeah. you know their teacher just got killed yeah the leaders are who, coming the who, leaders are coming, coming for them yeah right? the mob the mob so why did you decide to do all four gospels matthew mark luke and john go through all of them i think matthew leave it in why did you not just leave it with the john because john is so extensive because the gospels end up giving little pieces Mm-hmm. extra pieces that people don't see so john john doesn't mention that the disciples were rebuked mm. there right? was extra year you did yeah, that. yeah yeah john doesn't mention that the disciples were rebuked and um and luke mentions that that the disciples were rebuked and that jesus had to prove himself not to be an apparition or a spirit by eating Mm-hmm. and asking for food and eating mm-hmm. and john doesn't also he does give part of the um gospel commission right the great commission mm-hmm. but he doesn't lay out what exactly god was jesus was telling them to do that, mm-hmm. that they would have power to do so mm-hmm. mark covers that mark covers extensively um what they're able to do in his name that's why i covered all of them because they're all, all the writers come at them come at the the story from different angles on and perspectives of what they see right and so i included it all in for this one okay gotcha all right go ahead um now you were talking about the three completion 
because uh, Jesus does things in completions like the 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 Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, when you mention that, why do you think that was the case of everything in completion? I don't understand why three was the number. I, I went to the Bible to try to see why three is a completion. Uh, is this representative of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit only? Or is just what? No, I'm not. It could represent many things because three, you know, you have the three days. Well, this is how I look at look at it. There are several okay. mm -hmm. different aspects. I can't remember all of the threes right. um, in now, but when when you know we're taught in seminary that the numbers three is mm -hmm. a completion, seven is a completion, twelve is a completion because you'll see the twelve disciples, the twelve tribes of Israel, mm -hmm. you know, so on and so forth. So three, in this sense, you can you can think of it. Um, it's not directly related to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's just mm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was a number three. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? Okay. And so, and so you, you, you even you can even look at it at the as the three days of Jesus's in the tomb. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the tomb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so th there's not. I don't think any specific thing about the piece being three. It's just a cycle of completion. Okay. Okay. All right. Because it's kind of funny. On our washing machine, it says three, three this, three that, three this. And I'm like, does it? Yes. <laughs> I'm Where? Like, huh? I have to show you. It's so wonderful. <laughs> you see three here, three there. And I'm like, Joe's finding all the number threes now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So there's something going on here. There's something going on. So I'm just trying to get a comparison. Um, I want to, I want to fast forward. I, this is one of Don's, I love Don's questions because she goes, in into the present but when you talk about embracing peace and you have these doubting thomases that have to actually see mm -hmm. feel smell touch whatever it is mm -hmm. to find out what do you say to these people that are in their face as far as that the doubters the doubters of what exactly of like you have the ones that one has to i have to see it and that's going by their face and they should go by their face and what they want to actually see just like Darling Thomas did, you know, God, Jesus had to actually take his hand and say, hey, put your mm -hmm. hand here, put mm -hmm. your hand there. But, you know, we can't do that because Jesus is not tangible. So mm -hmm. about the faith, I want to put it in that perspective. How, what do I tell them when, when, when people doubt Jesus? Yeah, they, they just have these doubters. Yeah, about that. And they want to I, find peace. They want to find I, peace. I always use well. First of all, I, I will always use myself, right? And, and you have all seen that, like, look, this is what God has done for me. I will use it, whatever has happened and recently, you know, mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. last year. Uh, and or I'll use it, okay, you don't believe that? Well, let, let me show you sections of my life where he has done A, B, C, and D for something particular. And it has spanned, it, it, it has spanned maybe three or four years mm -hmm. and how he has shown himself to be true to me even at those points where I couldn't see why I was going through what we were going through finances mm -hmm. for example we have always yeah. been we've always been a family who just I just I guess because of the largesse of our family that we've always been hitting the poverty lines it doesn't it never it has never changed mm -hmm. but at the same time you can see even if when, when we look at the trajectory of um how my husband has been paid, how, how God has slowly 
made it smaller and smaller and smaller. Like his paycheck has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's a preparation. This is, this is what I think of. It's a preparation. Now that I look back now on yeah. things to come, Absolutely. you know, small until, until he takes it away. Mm-hmm. He takes, he takes it all away. We had no income. And now because we had been prepared over how many years, how to live, um, by smaller and smaller, smaller means by the time everything's gone, there's nothing else to lean on but Jesus, Amen. you know, and so and then we see we see the miracles begin to happen where, where, where there's nothing in our accounts. We see how he brings things through. And so this is these are the things that I tell people who ask me. I use my life. I say, look, look at this. And sometimes these conversations can be really long. Right. Because sometimes I'll try to shorten the process like, oh, we lost it here. We lost it here. We lost it here. And then here we then we had nothing. Then people want to go, well, can you expand on that on every single part? (laughs) Chapter two, chapter three. Right. And so we'll say that I go. So here's my life. And this is why I cannot doubt that Jesus is working now. Let's take a look at you. Yeah. What has happened in your life now? Because now they're working through a process as they're listening to me testify to them about Jesus. Now they're working through a process. I go, what if, what trial have you had lately? Right. Or what have you come through recently mm-hmm. that you've been mm-hmm. praying for? They, or maybe you were not praying for, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe they're not, maybe they're not a Christian. Maybe they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, but they, but God works in, um, all our lives, Christian or not, he still works. And when people begin to think of, despite whether or not they've been praying or anything, when people begin to think, okay, this is how maybe God stepped in. Mm-hmm. And you point that out to them, then they're able to connect it, you know, and say, you know, I, I it, we don't, they don't, it doesn't solve problems. It doesn't, but it brings them to, it brings them to a, a realization of how God can work. So for the non-believers, for the for the believers, it's an extra. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, we mm-hmm. missed that. Well, I, you know, I think Pastor Jen, sometimes what you're doing, where you're going, I think it's just planting a seed to make awareness. There's nothing else you can do after that. Right. I personally right. think just plant mm-hmm. the seed and make them aware. So I have a question now. As Christians, we have our good days and bad days. And there are times when you don't, God doesn't show you directly X, Y, Z is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is it a bad thing to want to always have the signs like you talked about in your sermon? Is it a bad thing to want to see signs to know that God is actually in the midst? No, it's not bad. That's so human. Mm. It is so human. I, I always think of Gideon and mm. uh, well, yeah. You know, he had that testing prayer, right? Mm-hmm. God, if you're going to do this, make that fleece dry while everything's around it wet. Okay. And he, he God proved him. Oh, but you know what? Just one more hold thing. on. I want one, one more, more. Just test, one more. <laughs> right. You know, make that fleece wet while everything's dry. And um, I think about all the times we've had extremely major decisions to make. And we, I, I will all, will always say, okay, God. If you want this to happen, ABC needs to happen. Sometimes all of ABC does happen. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, maybe two things will happen. And sometimes there's silence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Complete mm-hmm. silence. And you just don't know. You're like, mm. God, which way am I? Which way are we? 
do something, do yeah. something, and you still don't know, but you just have this. And those are the times when you just have to move forward in mm-hmm. faith, whatever decision you're going to make, left or right, because they could be equally, yeah, equally um, good. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to pick one and say, all right, Lord, this is the decision I'm going to, this is the decision I'm, we're going to make. Mm-hmm. And we just pray by in taking this decision that mm-hmm. you're going to guide us mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Because we yeah. never get, sometimes there are times we don't get answers and we get stuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a lot of um, the times sometimes when, as Christians, we always expect God to do this so that we would know exactly what's going to happen. And sometimes he just doesn't answer. Yeah. When you don't have that answer, do you move in faith or do you just say, okay, God, I'm just going to do it in faith with you? You, you just, what exactly you just said, you just do it in faith, knowing that God has never failed you yet. Right. You know, because sometimes you'll move, and it's only when you look back that you see the pieces falling into something. And when you also sometimes too, when you move, then something catastrophic happens. You yes. move yeah, into yeah. that direction and then something mm-hmm. happens. You're you get hit by a car, you get into a car accident, mm-hmm. you know, someone lands in the hospital and you're like, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew I shouldn't have made this move. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you realize that you know what? Life is going to hit you at any single time. As you're walking life, mm-hmm. all the disasters are going to hit you. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize, okay, I'm moving. God is still here. You know, I could have died right there, but mm-hmm. he didn't let it happen. Mm-hmm. We're still alive. And, and, and you use those things as, as you as you go along. And even, even when the horrible stuff happened because you made a decision, you can't falter you can't falter where you're going because mm-hmm. you know you, you know that God is going to make something happen along the way. Wow. And when you look at it, then when you look at it, even with the disaster. Right. That's what I like, ask oh. you. With the disaster, yeah. could that be a way that God is trying to prepare you for the next thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. So you had to make mm-hmm. that choice in order to be prepared for the next thing that he has you to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like in the tribulation, he'll send that disaster and you're Mm -hmm. like, why God? Why? Why? But because you're already going through one thing, you, then you have to walk further on into bigger faith Mm -hmm. through this disaster that has come along and you are shored up once more. You, you Mm -hmm. are strengthened once more because you were going through, you are going through one thing, bam, something hits you again. And you're like, I have nothing else to do but trust in God. There is nothing else that I can do but trust in God. Wow. Yeah, that's true. So even in the midst of all of that, the peace that you're looking for, sometimes you feel like you don't have any peace because you're hit by all the different things and you're wondering, why is this happening to me? And why is God not answering me? And then I have no kind of peace because I'm being bombarded by all things. Now, what do you say to a Christian that says, you know, I I don't really know if God hears my voice. Mm. Mm. 
I say that God always hears our, God always hears our voices. Even, you know, we can be praying for something over and over and he stays completely silent Mm. on that prayer. We can be praying for a person Mm. to get over an addiction Mm -hmm. and that person can stay within that addiction for years mm-hmm. and you're struggling with that person because mm-hmm. they're on that addiction and you're saying god are you are you there are you there are you not yeah. seeing yeah. it but, but you also have to realize that so for for that let's go on that addiction mm-hmm. that even as you're praying god hears that prayer but that prayer is also benefiting that person, whether they know it, you know, or not. Yeah. You can even mm-hmm. say, I'm praying for you to get rid of this addiction. And they might say back to you, wow, you're guilting me with God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You're <laughs> guilting me with God. But mm-hmm. um, because I have watched, I have watched um, a particular prayer that has been going on for years and this person will keep on committing and committing and committing and committing this addiction. And the other person has been praying, has mm. been praying. And the other person, so now the person in addiction gets resentful. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, they get resentful. Like, yeah. why, yeah. Is, why is my life this way? Mm. Um, <laughs> why? And the person praying is like, well, gee, I don't know. Hmm. You would only why. follow this. <laughs> yeah. And if you'd only, you know, let go of this. And the person, then the other person goes, oh, don't start guilting me just because you know God better, (laughs) you know, don't start guilting me through that. And it's Mm -hmm. a struggle. It's a struggle. And that addiction may never may be going on for 10, 15, 20 years. But, you know, down the line, somewhere along the way, the person who's addicted will go. This is just personal experience now, just watching this one will go, your prayer has sustained me throughout these years and I've lessened, yeah. lessened the addiction. Yeah. Now, it hasn't all gone away. Yeah, just lessened their age or whatever. But it's lessened it. Mm-hmm. And till, till it becomes something that is manageable and eventually, hopefully, you know, the person will let it go. But it, from 100%, it's come down to 10. That's much more manageable uh-huh. than it was. Before. Yeah, it's uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. So the something that we have to have within um, those moments of our faith journey, I suppose it is, um, can only really come from God to show mm-hmm. us exactly how we proceed, even though it seems like we're in a turmoil. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. Interesting. You know, Don, I always know you probably heard this. I know passengers in service thousands of times that you hear somebody, somebody's always praying for you. I always get that. Somebody's mm-hmm. always praying for you. Mm-hmm. They might not know who, but someone's praying for that particular, like I said, addiction or whatever the case may be. And that mm-hmm. prayer gets answered somewhere down the line mm-hmm. from maybe mm-hmm. just one, several, you know? That's right. And I get that all the time. Somebody's always praying for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And sometimes you get surprised. Like, sometimes I'll get a text. Yeah. Um, Pastor, you've been on my mind. I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I'm like, oh. Okay. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'll text back, of course. Well, thank you. And then, of course, my, you know, because I'm the personality I have, I'll go, I'll text that person back <laughs> instead <laughs> of my just my thank you mm-hmm. saying, what is it that has impressed you to pray for me? Do you do you sense anything or mm-hmm. no? And they'll say, no, just this morning I woke up and God put you in my mind. Amen. Yep. And Amen. I'm praying for you. Yeah. And so that I'm thinking. So my, my head won't let that go. I'm thinking, God. Something going to happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what's exactly. going to happen? What's coming what's up? What's going on? <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. Or, 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 prelude or how, something. Did they, how did they know? Because that one know was, that, that yeah, one, I kept right. that one really deep, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah. God, <laughs> God impresses. And, and I've had that same thing, too, where mm-hmm. I could be going about my day. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, someone just comes distinctly to my mind. Wow. And the impression is just pray. It's not, it's not, um, it's not like urgent, but yeah. it's just yeah. pray mm-hmm. and I'll, and I'll pray or I can, or, or this person just pops up in my mind every other day. I'm thinking, why? You know, and I don't think about it, but why do I keep thinking about this person mm-hmm. every other day? Mm-hmm. Lord, what's going on, God? Mm-hmm. And then I'll start to pray. And later I'll say, Hey, I've been praying for you. God has been putting you in my head every few days and then the person will reveal oh man you know this is what's been going on with me and yeah. thank you for praying and i'm like wow <laughs> yeah that's true. Like that. <laughs> so, so how do we as christians embrace peace yeah so how do we embrace peace that is so hard man why did you ask that question no i'm just joking <laughs> i know i know it's know. just I subject it. matter it's just subject matter how do we embrace peace i guess the only way that we because everyone embraces their peace differently yeah right? yeah right yeah and so um for example let's use the let's use my mom mm-hmm when she was, when I was in Hawaii and the day of her surgery, you know, I realized all along, right? You realize all along with, with, with older people, when they go on the table, mm-hmm. you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone can be completely healthy mm-hmm. and, and they will pass away. Yeah. And you have someone like my mother who's, who's been battling with this and even though her faith, is, I always go, oh, well, mom, your faith is so strong. Because mm-hmm. she, her faith is strong. And, and you have been serving God all your life. And you will continue to serve God until he decides that he wants you to rest with him. And I keep thinking, well, what if that day was today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. what if that was today? And, and that day, um, I don't even remember where I was saying this. I think it was on the prayer line somewhere. That day as I watched her go through all the prep and I was in one of her procedures that they allowed me to oversee. And then finally I had to go and the the doctor was like, okay, you can't come in for this, you Mm. know? And I remember usually I'm usually through these things, you know, I'm thinking, okay, God, I always think God has worked through A, B, and C. We're going to be okay. You know, she's been anointed. We have done, we've done all that we could. Mm. And I can't be here at this moment. And they said, go to the lobby. Nope, can't go to the lobby because it's too, go, you can go wait in the in the room that she was being prepped in. Nope, you guys are all here. I can't do that. I had to get away. And I found a, you know, I, I found a, a market and I just, there was nothing else that I could do 
because my mind, in the midst of all these people, I began crying, silently crying. Mm. Because I couldn't go home. I couldn't go home to where my father was because oh, I knew that he would be pestering me yeah. the whole morning. Yeah. Your mom, what's your mom? Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to just go elsewhere where I was not known, where nothing, nothing was connected to me. Mm. You know, and I was in this market stall looking at something, and or, or um after I walk around and tears are coming down, and then I had to pause. I know people were looking at me funny. And I was in the stall and I just began crying, like fully crying, not sobbing, but just tears just coming. And I was facing the corner. I was holding, I'd already bought stuff that I should have bought out of just doing, you know, just distracted. It's a reaction, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm holding this thing. I can't remember if it was a Hawaii magnet or barrette or something, but I'm holding it in my, I remember holding an object in my hand and God just telling me to stop, just pause, Mm. you know? And he's telling me, rest in me. Mm -hmm. What does rest say? Mm -hmm. Rest just says, be at peace Mm. because there's nothing else that you can do. There's nothing else that I can do. And I had to pause. And you know, when you pray, right? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes when you pray mm-hmm. and you can't, there's so many things going through your mind mm-hmm. that you can't even pray, that you're unsure if you're praying at that point, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you could be in a shower. You, sometimes it happens with me. I'm in the shower. Or I'm in just in my, in my bed and I'm trying to pray, but I can't completely pray because the day the tribulation is coming in. Mm. And sometimes I have just had to just put a picture just to make me concentrate. Mm. I've had to put, to put a picture in my head of Jesus. Amen. I've just had to put a picture, just, just a picture of Jesus. And so that time when I was in the stall, he's like, just stop, rest in me, just stop and rest in me. So as I'm crying, I had to put a picture of my mother's head being in Jesus's lap. Wow. 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 And I put a picture of my head also being in Jesus's lap. Actually, my head was like sobbing into Jesus's lap. Mm. While I had a picture of my mom on a table with her head literally in his lap as they're working on her. Mm. And this was the picture that ran through my head. I couldn't, you know, I think my prayer was just, Jesus, please. Jesus, please. God, please. Just be with her. I was repeating the same sentence over and over. Be with her. Be with her. Be with her. Mm-hmm. And then I just shut up and just had that picture in my head as tears rolled down. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how long that was. Maybe about five, ten minutes. It was long enough for people to be walking around me mm-hmm. <laughs> just avoiding where I was mm-hmm. and so finally when my tears dried and I just looked up and just said okay I put down the thing I know the stall owner was like are you gonna pay oh you're not gonna buy that all right <laughs> <laughs> and and I walk away and I just kind of walked in I just had to embrace it I just walked in his peace because there's nothing else I could do I just felt my heart 
just calm right, already. Right, right. Because there's nothing else, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing else. I can't, I can't be there. I can't watch. I just have to wait. I just have to wait. And and then that's when the call from the doctor came. You know, mm-hmm. mom's okay. She's out. Amen. Wow. Amen. And so, and so how do you embrace it? I it however you like I said, there's different ways because people are, are wired differently, but whatever it takes you to embrace peace. If you have to pray, if you have to sit, if you have to read, whatever it is, you just have to stop and just be accepting right then and there of the situation that you have no control over. So why put yourself through turmoil, thinking all the different thoughts in your head, when you can just say, you know what, God, I give it all up to you. I just yeah, can't do anything else. Yeah. I yeah. just give it all up to you. Yeah. We, we hate to feel helpless like that uh, when we really have to trust really really have to trust and get to that point where you have peace believe me it just say it's his will mm-hmm. leave it like that it's his will yeah that's right yeah. so I, th- I think of those disciples in that room as they're in fear i think about us right now still 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 somewhat secluded in our homes and just towards our families because of corona yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and we were wa- we were locked away for so long, over a year, mm-hmm. because of our fear. Yeah. Exactly. True, true. Because of our fear, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we're tentative, tentatively like poking our feet out the door, mm-hmm. socializing with people from a distance, mm-hmm. you know, as, Still, best, yeah. as, as best as you can. We're experimenting, Still, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and one of the, um, who was it? One of the, uh, did I watch it on YouTube? I'm not sure, but I watched a, a, pa- a pastor or it was a priest go, you know, sometimes we have fear that just locks us away, mm. locks us away, imprisons us. And I'm like, mm. ooh, and I thought of the disciples. I'm like, and they were imprisoned. Yeah, that's true. They were. Wow. Interesting. Very much so. Hmm. You know, that's why uh, Jan, or should I say, PJ is a storyteller. She is. She's a storyteller. She is. Yeah. You need to be on PBS. PBS? PBS. Yeah. PBS Kids? PBS. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. You have a wonderful show. (laughs) Oh, thank you. PBS Kids, starting your kids themselves. <laughs> yeah, they themselves. Love that. no character names, just <laughs> themselves. <laughs> yeah, but Pastor Jen is always just great. Don, I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt. Do you have any other? Good. You good? Yeah. I know she has to get you have to get prepared. Um, I want to thank you once again yes. for taking the time out, and uh, I want to encourage you uh, as we go through the transition in church uh, mm-hmm. to what leader we may come. Continue being you. Don't change for nobody. Aww. Thank you. Don't change for nobody. Thank you for that. You're welcome because I, I'll try. I'll mm-hmm. try. <laughs> I look, I, I'm in your corner as long as I get that PB and J. I'm in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to make a disclaimer too. So uh, I got a couple of texts uh-huh. yesterday. Um, I'm pulling them up. <laughs> I got a couple of texts asking about my mother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um again, and they're asking. 
they were asking, um, excuse me, I know the podcast is like, what, what were they asking? I'm just trying to find the text, what they were asking. <laughs> oh, they were, they were asking, how is it? Because the surgeries, there aren't, they aren't supposed to do a biopsy first without confirming that there was or wasn't cancer. Mm. And how is it that my mom suddenly, you know, says she's cancer free? Mm. Right. Um, wiser and so I'm like oh did they I don't know what they did I thought I thought I mentioned that but um, they did her first biopsy was malignant Mm -hmm. oh wow her first biopsy a year and a half ago year and a half was malignant and so and, and so that's what they thought that they were treating which explains the doctor's reaction when they saw the size of the tumor, mm-hmm. yeah. a small avocado. Mm-hmm. And then um, that, wow, it wasn't, it wasn't just that walnut, but it was the size of an avocado and they took it out. And even though at the surgery, they had also biopsed her lymph nodes mm-hmm. and that was cancer-free. Mm-hmm. Um, they still, they still hadn't biopsed the, I don't know if biopsy is the right word. They still hadn't checked out that tumor uh right and so that is what that is the news that she Uh came to for with me this week that they did the what do you call it the pathology Pathology. on the tumor yeah the right results on the tumor yeah um that that whole thing was Mm -hmm. there was nothing in there just a growth like you said it was it was just a growth Mm -hmm. and so that explains the doctor's reaction as, wow, we thought you had cancer this whole year because you tested malignant. Just blame, it on, blame it on COVID. Blame it on COVID. Exactly. And, COVID. and just to find out that you yeah. don't have, mm-hmm. that, that it's not malignant, that was the testament to the doctor. Yeah. Absolutely. For him to say that, yeah. Yeah. For her, for her to say that, like, wow, we have tested you this whole. That's why my mom's like, you told me I had, you told me I had cancer. I don't understand how I, how I go from cancer to no cancer. Mm-hmm. She's like, because we tested you at the very beginning and it showed to be malignant. Wow. And now, now it's just this whole year and a half, even though we tried to shrink it and we thought it was shrinking. Um, and it turns out to be much bigger than we thought. It's amazing that this is a cancer-free tumor wow wow so and and so the text was asking we don't understand how can they put her through all that if they didn't think that the that the that that she had cancer in the first place and i thought you know let me let me let me and i and i told the person um i said oh oh so this is what i found out they're like can you please tell that to everybody for everyone who has had cancer because they're all scratching their heads like how did that happen happen, right 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 can you just tell that in a future sermon i said okay no problem i will wow well like i said i know it's the time is pressing so i wanted to to encourage you once again um blessings for your family Mm. and um and once again we just continue being you pastor no matter what thank you and don as always don thank you for being the world's greatest you can add on from there, okay? <laughs> the well's greatest host. Yeah, you can, you can just add on from there, you know? <laughs> All right. Pastor, if you don't mind, lead us out of the word of prayer. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, I will. Father, you are just an almighty God. You who foresee everything from beginning to end. Who knows? Who knows what our lives will 
be, Lord, just as it, when we let you walk with us, Father. And that is the key thing. We talk about embracing peace, but there is no way to embrace peace without a relationship with you, Father. We talk about embracing peace in our trials and tribulations. And even though currently it may be hard to see peace, find peace, find peace where we're at, Father. Remind us once again of every single hurdle that you have brought us through, that we have nothing to fear as long as we know you. This is why we can embrace peace, because we know you, we know our creator we know and can trust what you have brought us through in this way father let us embrace so freely the peace that you offer to us thank you father for your love and mercy for us in your name we pray amen 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 all right pastor and we're gonna we got a quick birthday right quick yeah. birthdays, birthdays right coming up birthdays are halange pusina June when? June 2nd. She's best principal ever. Best principal ever. Yes. Pastor Nugent is June 3rd. Nice. And so is Hugh. Hugh is on June Oh, they're both on the same day. Oh, yeah. Same day. You're right. Nice, nice. Oh, wait. My husband is June 19th. What? June 19th? he is. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Always, always near Father's Day weekend. Near Father's Day weekend. He gets All like right. a double, he gets like a double, double portion, yeah. A double portion. Birthday and then the Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah. All right. Huh? Wonderful. Well, Don, thank you, as always. And we will proceed. And as, as Jesus said to the disciples, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Pastor Jen. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, the both of you as well. We thank you. All right. You all be blessed.